0: Warning, the following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the, the Television Archives, system the, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, of take a deep dive into what used to be to in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Violent Clark, and this is Person the of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities, we work in secret. You'll never find us, but victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 10, titled Shadowbox. Yet another really, really great episode that acts as a phenomenal turning point For this entire season. Like this. Some stuff happens. Some stuff certainly happens. Uh, We'll start off by talking about the typical. Conflict of the week. Which plays out. About how you would normally expect. Uh, We get a new number. And it's of a woman who is completely off the grid. She has left her job. She has ditched her phone, she has left her apartment, she is basically a ghost at this point. And so they have to track her down by going through where she was, by going through what little we know about her life before she went AWOL. And as we go through this, we start to go down a deeper and deeper rabbit hole. Uh, the city, the city planning agency that she worked at just before leaving, we find out that she stole some plans for what we don't know, but we know she stole some files, and she's been hanging out with some guy who has been identified in a robbery at a construction site, stealing some explosives. Uh, We go to this veteran's charity that she worked at before the city planner's office, and we find out that she was fired for stealing money. And this is where she met the dude who uh, stole a motorcycle in the most badass way possible, Oh my god, he literally he literally took the motorcycle and then drove it through a window. It's so badass, and I love it so much. It's so, so great. But stole that motorcycle, stole the explosives. So these two are planning something. Now, conventional wisdom would say, city plans plus explosives equals domestic terrorism. But... That literally can't be what's happening, because then it would not be flagged as irrelevant. Like, if it was domestic terrorism, it would have gone up the chain to the government, and not to Reese and Finch. So they're clearly planning something else. And we find out, in the midst of looking for this woman and her boyfriend, that the guy running this charity... Not the most normal of characters. Not the most upstanding of citizens. When Finch showed up asking questions, he put a tracker on him. When he left, he got some mercenaries to follow him. He's acting sus. He's acting real, real sus. Uh, Reese is eventually able to track this woman to where she's been hiding out via a payphone she's been using a lot. Finds her new apartment that she shares with her boyfriend. And eventually, she comes back. As uh, the, the... marine boyfriend shows up to rob the charity as Finch is there doing some recon. What happens is we get this bizarre... Like, not necessarily hostage exchange, but like, hey, I'm with this guy and you're with this guy. So like, Reese is with the number and Finch is with the boyfriend. And Finch actually accidentally ends up being an accessory to the robbery he's committing, and ends up having to escape with him on a motorcycle, which apparently Finch finds exhilarating. And then there's like a misunderstanding regarding what we have your girlfriend means. And so he kind of ends up holding Finch at gunpoint. Oops. <laughs> the entire time, like, Reese is having this conversation with, uh, the number trying to figure out what she's doing, and she's being very resistant, eventually we get pretty much a literal hostage exchange, <laughs> uh, between the number and Finch, uh, Reese and the boyfriend swap the number and Finch, Which is really, really weird. It's a really, really weird scene, especially considering they are all on the same side, quite literally. Uh, But we find out, after a while, that they are targeting a bank vault. Where a safety deposit box is located, under uh, the charity dude's name. When Reese goes to confront them about the bank robbery, he's like, what the hell? And he finds out that, essentially, this charity is stealing all the money. Essentially. Uh, Apparently, once they... This is a charity that gives loans to veterans. Apparently, the interest rate tripled... Once veterans get a foot in the door at this place, and they're literally, like, stealing money, siphoning money from veterans who are then losing their homes, like, losing literally everything. This is like a veteran financial theft ring that this dude is running. And that's why they're robbing this bank. And Reese's like, you know what? I'm going to help you. We're going to take this asshole down. By the way, reason the number came up is because the dude they're stealing money from has literal mercenaries on his payroll. And those mercenaries are absolutely going to kill them without John's help. So we get Reese assisting in this epic bank robbery, uh, which is an awesome sequence, which is a really, really fantastic moment in the episode that I absolutely love. Uh, It shows where Reese's moral compass lies, like, who he thinks is worth helping, who he thinks is worth bending the law for. Like, it's really, really phenomenal. Now, throughout the entirety of this episode, our idiot FBI agent Donnelly shows up and is like, hey, Carter, We got a new lead on the guy in the suit. We think he's working for China. (laughs) What a moron! What an idiot! This dude is absolutely stupid! He is the dumbest man! Um, what if this guy is just like, you know... Helping out people and stopping bad things from happening. No, definitely not China. This is the Alex Jones of FBI agents. He will eat his neighbors. (laughs) Oh, God. And in the midst of this insane theory, he offers Carter a job at the FBI. And she basically spends a lot of this episode figuring out whether or not to accept this. Meanwhile, she's continuing to get close to uh, Detective Beecher, who Fusco, over the course of this episode, finds out is working for HR. He's an HR cop. so there's that and and, oh my god it it really speaks to how big this episode is that that is a footnote that huge reveal is a footnote in this episode compared to all this stuff that happens with the fbi uh carter eventually in this meet with donnelly accepts his offer in order to find out more And Carter finds out that Donnelly basically has locked on to the signals that are used between Reese and Finch uh, in order to communicate in the field. They've isolated those. And basically they're like, okay, if they communicate more, we got them. Guess what? They communicate more during the bank robbery. That is happening. So now the FBI is cornering the man in the suit while he's trying to save these two people in the midst of this bank robbery. And so it adds this extra, this extra layer of eggshells, like, to walk over. Like, not only are they literally robbing a bank, Not only are they being attacked by mercenaries while robbing said bank, but also the FBI is about to arrest Reese in the midst of all this. They are able to get the number and her boyfriend out with the money, with the account information that Finch is basically going to use to distribute the money to more reputable veteran charities. And Reese stays behind. While Finch and the number and her boyfriend blend in. And literally walk out the front door once this FBI raid is done. The FBI shows up to arrest Reese. And they find the man in the suit. And the other man in the suit. And the other other man in the suit. And the other, other, other man in the suit. Yeah, so, um... Turns out... Charity fraud asshole made this a lot easier for Reese... To put some plausible deniability in. All of the mercenaries he hired are in suits. And they're all equally as well trained as Reese. And they all carry themselves in pretty much exactly the same way. In other words, they all fit the profile. And Carter, when asked if she recognizes one of them, she's like, no, I don't recognize any of them. And so Reese is handcuffed. Reese is arrested. But along with three other men, all of whom are equally plausible man-in-the-suit suspects. So there's a damn good chance. That he can just skate right past this. It's an awesome ending. It's a really, really fantastic ending. But yeah, our idiot FBI agent, Mr. Magood, his way to actually doing something. What a shock. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This man, this man is stupid. This man is an idiot. And I cannot wait to talk... About how this arc continues so he can continue to scold this man for being the absolute moron that we all know him to be. Oh, he's working for China. That's very... that That's way easier to digest than some guy with military training decided to help people. That's way more digestible. <laughs> what a moron. He started out working for Elias. Man, this dude... He stupids his way into the quote unquote easy answers that make no sense if you think about it for five seconds, even if you don't know what Reese is doing. (laughs) But he started out working for Elias, and then he worked for freaking China. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Donnelly, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Anyway, great episode. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the anchor app. I'll put those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Clark. pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put out on that site once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 11. Talk to you then.